0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One of the most embarrassing moments in Jeff Hafley's tenure was last year's 13-3 loss to UConn. On Saturday, BC has every opportunity to not only avenge this, but return the embarrassment. Hello, welcome. This is Locked On BC. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com/lockedon to get started. So, sitting at 4 and 3, you're starting to feel a little feeling feel a little better about how BC has been playing of late, you know, especially that fourth quarter against Georgia Tech was probably the best quarter I've seen Boston College play. They just put that that Yellow Jackets team away, and it, and it gave them some momentum. You had three straight wins. Now you're going against UConn, and there's a lot here to talk about with UConn, right? UConn is one in six. They haven't really looked all that good this season. Their one win came against Rice, but they've lost to they just lost to USF, and and they you know they got smoked by NC State and Duke. Jim Mora is a good coach. Their head coach is a good coach. He's got that program in a better spot. So I don't look at the record and say, oh man, this is a, a terrible UConn team. I do, however, look at how BC is and say, this is a much better BC team. And we'll get into that in our second segment. But when I look at UConn, what is their strength? They've got, what's impressive is for a one in six team, They have some players that are worth watching. Their quarterback, Tyquan Roberson, uh, he took over for for, uh, Joe, uh, what was his name? Fagnano. I'm probably missing his name. Fagnano, who was the quarterback at Maine uh, last year and played against BC and played pretty well against BC. He's out for the year, so you're not going to see Fagnano. You will see Roberson. He's not a very dynamic quarterback. You know, he doesn't run the ball at all. Um, You know, he's got 30 rushes for 57 yards. He's kind of fine as a passer, you know, 59% throws eight touchdowns, three interceptions, and he's averaging 190 yards per game. So what is this? What is the deal with the offense? Well, the, the thing that I look at when I see their offense, the thing that impresses me is their offensive line. They've got two guys that are on their offensive line that I think are going to make a big difference. And they've only allowed nine sacks as a team. That's good. So they're a team that is going to be a challenge for that. They're a team that is not going to get, you know, for a team like BC that struggles to get to the to the quarterback, they're they're good at that. They got Christian Haynes. He could be a first round draft pick at tackle. He's allowed one sack all year. And Chase Lunt, a guard. Is rated an 80.4 in pro football focus, so he's someone to watch for to get talent there on the defensive side of the ball. It's a little bit more varied when you're looking at what they have for defense. Uh, UConn has allowed uh, 30.4 points per game, uh, not very good there. I mean, it's not much better. BC is not much better, but they're still not a very good defense, and especially when you're playing teams, you know, they're letting up. Forty-one points against Duke, thirty-five points against Georgia State. Who's not a bad team? You know they're one of their top twenty-five. Uh, but they've got Jelani Stafford, who's their safety. He's a um, sorry interior lineman. He's doing pretty well. They've got a c- couple good guys in their secondary that are playing pretty well. So, so UConn isn't bad, and and you got you got players that could make some plays. Now a big injury to watch for is Victor Rosa. Victor Rosa I believe had some uh, had a big game against BC last year. Uh he what did he get? I have his numbers right here. He ran for uh, he ran for 31 yards. So he he didn't really have, I thought I thought I remembered him having a big game. But he had uh he has had some big um matchups against different players. he had 11 touchdowns as a freshman. And this year he has two. But he got hurt against South Florida you know this is a guy that's averaging 5 yards per carry and if he doesn't play that's a big deal. Rose is an interesting to watch one to watch for because I covered his recruitment he wanted to go to BC Bad but BC decided to go with Barfield and Broome instead and Rosa who had been on campus a lot ended up going to Yukon they just didn't have the space for him. So he's got he's got a little chip on his shoulder and when you're looking at the Huskies As a team, this is like their Super Bowl. This is a team that, this is a game for them that is super important. They're independent, so they don't play for very much. They don't play for titles. They don't play, you know, they can get into bowl games. They got into a bowl game last year. But they want to beat BC bad. And they have enough talent to do it. But they also have some things that, and they, you know, in some other things that are held over their heads that they have to be careful about too. You know, I don't think they're not going to go bowling this year. They went bowling last year and that, that was great for them, but they lose this game to BC and they're out. They are out of a potential bowl game this year. This would be their seventh loss. Now they've got other games coming up against uh, Tennessee, James Madison. They're not going to win those games. So they, they've got, two more automatic, pretty much automatic losses coming up on their schedule. But I, I'm sure they don't want it to end against BC. They want to be able to go up and beat the team that kept them out of the big, out of the ACC that blocked them, that they they have a, you know, they feel like they, they want to be able to compete against and be able to beat. So UConn's got a lot that they're going to be coming in, hoping to do against Boston College. They've got some talent. They're going to be probably without their star running back, but they have other things that are going on that could cause some problems for BC. Now, in a moment, I'm going to tell you what I think BC needs to do to win this game. And I'll go over some of the things that I am going to be watching for. Now, if you have not checked out Locked On Celtics with John Corrales, basketball season's underway right now. He is the GOAT when it comes to podcasting. If you like the Celtics, check out Locked on Celtics with John. It's amazing. You'll want to check that out. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Unrest in the Middle East fires in Hawaii. There's lots going on And the J's case is a personal emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add life-saving medications based on your uni- unique needs. It's perfect for your family if you're looking for something to secure your family and keep them safe. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medication that is best for your family's unique needs. And if you have someone that you want to get a Jace case for, you can get a gift card. Buy a gift card for your family or loved one so they can get a Jace case on their own. So go to Jace Medical and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order again that's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com this is locked on bc i am your host aj black let's also talk about our friends over at FanDuel. now call you have right now baseball basketball hockey college sports and the NFL, and you can snap into a- action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Right now, it's the middle of the week, and I am watching the Philadelphia Phillies in Arizona Diamondbacks, and it's so easy. I-, I put a two-way parlay for this this game. I have the Phillies with money line, and I have Bryce Harper hitting a home run. Got a feeling about this one. I, I just got. We'll see what happens. But if you're interested, you can get spreads, player props, over unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com/lockedon to kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. This is Locked On BCAJ Black. Hope you all are doing well, and we're getting ready for the UConn Huskies and. I know a lot of you folks out there are not the biggest fans of UConn. The fans are a little bit obnoxious. If you ever go over to the Boneyard, their message board, it's quite the trip to read what they say about BC. But this is a big game for Boston College. We've said this before. Every game that Jeff Halfley has played up until this point is must win. He's got three must wins in a row. This is is as big as it comes because you lose this game. And all the goodwill, the wins over Georgia Tech, Army, Virginia, the feeling of, Tom, of what Thomas Castellanos has done for your program, all of a sudden it starts to, to go back to that dark place that you had after NIU. So what do you have to do to win this game? You have to play BC football. That's the, That's the big key here. Last year, Boston College was sacked five times. This was the game that officially broke Phil Dracovic. This is the last time we saw him in Maroon and Gold. He was sacked five times. He threw three interceptions. They ran the ball for 75 yards. All of that, a lot, most of that was because BC's offensive line was awful. It was one of the worst performances by an offensive line you've ever seen. And given all that, three turnovers, you weren't able to move the ball at all. BC only lost that game 13-3 to in in Hartford. They scored a touchdown at the very beginning of that game, and that was it. BC's offense was just so putrid, they couldn't do anything. Now, flip the script now. This game's at home. The fans are going to be there. It's homecoming. It's a big day for BC. You now have one of the best offensive lines in the country. They're playing at a level that you have not seen at B.C. in years. On paper, that offensive line should kick the crap out of UConn. Because we've play, we've seen them hold their own against better defensive lines. Look what they did against Florida State. Florida State is world beaters, and B.C.'s offensive line was able to allow Kai Robichaud to throw the ball and Thomas Castellanos to stay in the pocket for periods. UConn ain't them. The the tables have flipped back to where, you know, the force has kind of gone back to where it should be. BC should be the better team than UConn every single year. UConn is a barely eligible FBS program that found a little lightning in a bottle last year, but it seems like that lightning is kind of fading at this point. Boston College just needs to do one thing, and that is beat them up in the trenches. And they can do that easily. When you watch BC play Georgia Tech, and they're, by the end of that game, shoving them a yard, two yards off the ball every time that they're snapping it. Imagine what they're going to do against a team like UConn, a team that, is one in six. Yeah, I know that they, you know, I just said that they're playing better than that. Their offensive line should dominate this game. And as long as BC can run the ball and Castellanos can choose and pick what he wants to do with this offense, I don't expect this game to be particularly close. I hate being cocky about a team, especially when I'm covering Boston College. I have been bitten by every team on this this campus. Multiple times when I feel confident they're going to do something. But there's just something about this game that strikes me as BC is a better team. They're going to do what they need to do. I don't see UConn having any answer to Castellanos. Castellanos is a problem for every team that he faces. He he keeps you in against Florida State. He took over against Army, against Georgia Tech he could just win this game on his own, you know, like he's that good. And, you know, they're going to try some things too, you know, to keep the, keep the game going. But I expect, you know, the spread on FanDuel I think was 12 and a half last I looked. I I was talking to Mitch Wolf about this, you know, the points, the BC point total was 30 and a half. And I, I'm thinking an, an easy parlay would be BC over and covering the spread. That just seems like it now on the defensive side of the ball. What does BC need to do? Remember, I think a lot of folks last year was like, Oh yeah, you know, you, you lost a Yukon. It was that one opening drive that they let up. And I think it was a blown coverage and that was it. And then they just let up a couple of field goals off, off of, uh, I believe it was both around turnovers. This defense, especially you know when you have if Rosa's not playing and you're forcing Roberson to pass, I feel like this defense is playing well enough that they can stop him. I feel like this is not going to be I, I I hear folks saying NIU and Holy Cross. This isn't the same BC team that we saw those first two weeks. Don't use those as, as barometers. If you want to use your po- post-traumatic stress disorder from what you've gone through as with BC teams in the past, please do because I don't want to. I don't want to doubt you that you've dealt with BC losing and doing stupid crap long enough. I just look at the talent of this team, the way that they're playing right now, and I just don't see how UConn can stay, stay with them. I see the offensive line opening up holes as, as Jeff Halfley said that you could drive a truck through and they're not a fast team. So they're going to have trouble when they have a guy like Thomas Castellanos in the secondary, you know, with, you know, Yukon defenders hoping to God that they make a shoestring tackle to keep him from running to the house. There is a lot to like about this game and we'll have Mitch on later this week to give his perspective, but I get the sense that he might be in the same ballpark as I am. Now, in our final segment, I got two little news items I want to go over with you. I want to talk about basketball and some of the things I've been reading about a secret scrimmage against St. John's. And I want to also talk about women's lacrosse. Yes, there's women's lacrosse news I want to tell you about. And I think it's pretty cool stuff. So you're going to want to hear all of that in just a moment. Now, eBay Motors This is locked on BC AJ Black. We're gonna wrap things up with some f- with a few little news items here. And I want to k- start it off with Women's Lacrosse. Now, Women's Lacrosse uh tweeted out on Tuesday that they have their first uh official uh locker room. You know, you know like official nice locker room. They showed it, it looked nice, it looked kinda kind of similar to what the football team has. You just got the pictures of the um of the players above it, you know, with like nice lighting and then the, 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 like the cubbies and everything that they have in the football locker room. And then the big BC in the ceiling, it, it looks really professional and, and that's important, right? Women's lacrosse is an important program. Uh, obviously they're one of the better performing programs on campus. Uh, they deserve the, um, they deserve the facilities that behoove a team that plays at the level they do. Now, obviously women's sports, they're, facility it's just the way things are sometimes they just lag and this is a team that doesn't need not need to lag a cashier walker weinstein uh, a cashier weinstein walker excuse me the head coach has done a masterful job of making bc women's lacrosse a premier program in the country the facilities need to to follow that so i'm sure there's more up uh coming up for women's lacrosse but this is a good sign it'll help them with recruiting it'll help them with retention and not losing players uh, in the transfer portal as well my final news item is about B- BC basketball. BC Bob Two, who is a <clears throat> very uh, vocal BC fan. And I, and I don't know who he is. I've never met him, but he tweeted out that he's been hearing that BC held their secret scrimmage and they held it against St. John's at St. John's a game. BC allegedly won by like five points. Big win for BC. If that's the case, because St. John's is a potential, um, Sorry, not St. John. Seton Hall. Excuse me, Seton Hall. Seton Hall's a, a solid program. And the the biggest news item that came out of this, because it's not a ton, is I heard folks worried about... The, the buzz again is that Quentin Post is hurt again. I heard some folks buzzing about that on Twitter. Twitter. I heard he played, so don't worry about that. Um, but that's another story that you need to make sure that they, they keep him healthy because this team goes only as far as Quentin Post goes. But the bigger news is that MJ Harris, the transfer from Charleston Southern had a looked awesome. And this isn't the first time I've heard about MJ Harris looking really good. Um, this is a guy that scored about 17 points a game uh, in the big, was it the big South conference at Charleston Southern's in, but it's a smaller conference, right? So obviously there's going to be questions of whether his game is going to transfer translate to uh, the, to the higher conferences, but, Jeff Goodman was effusive in praising him. I think um, John Rothstein was big in praising him too. To hear that he did this in the scrimmage is a good sign, right? To hear that he's playing at a high level uh, gives you a bit like. If he can score, and you have him with posts and some of these other guys that can have off and on days, like Jaden Zachary or or Prince Aligby or or even Devin McLaughlin, you're in. A, you're you're building a team that's balanced. That's exciting. Balanced teams can get through a guy having a tough night. Balanced teams can get through guys, you know, being dinged up and have to sit a night. They're not going to be so front heavy that you they have to have that one guy to get through it. So MJ Harris, I, I imagine is going to be a starter. I've heard he's probably going to be one of the starters at guard. If he can be a scorer, if he can really help stretch that floor, that's great. And it'll also help kind of bridge the gap to when DJ hand's going to be able to play. As I said before, I don't expect hand to be ready right off the bat. He didn't play in Italy. Uh, and he had a knee injury, a pretty significant knee injury. It's going to take him a while to get ready. So I don't, I it, just a rough guess. And we'll hear from girl grant next week. Um, I expect he probably wouldn't be back until December ish. That's my guess. So, That's kind of my thoughts there. Now on tomorrow's show, we're going to wrap things up now. We're going to have uh, some more talk. Jeff Halfley will have his Wednesday press conference. If there's anything good coming out of that, we'll find out some more news. uh, Anything going on with the football team or basketball, we'll get into all of that here on Locked on BC, your home every day. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247 and join us over at Eagle Insider. Become a member. It's a dollar for the first month if you just want to go monthly and try it out. Hope you do check it out. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for making us your first listen every day. We'll see you all again soon. Take care. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.